Welcome everyone to the C-Suite Marketing Perspectives podcast. I'm Steve McDonald, your host. And today we have a really interesting topic and guest on is CMO James Krause. James, you've been in the B2B industry for probably longer than we all want to admit. Me, the same thing, right? But what we're going to talk about today is something that all of us have to be doing as anyone who's marketing, who's trying to get the attention of the B2B buyer these days, which is harder and harder, right? Is they're kind of going down this more of a self-service path where they're doing most of the research well in advance of even wanting to talk to anybody in the company. So we're talking today about how do we reframe the conversation? How do we do this in a way that extols a, a unique point of view? Because we can't be talking status quo. We can't be saying the same things as everybody else. We can't be talking about just product, just service, right? We have to be talking in a way that supports them, right? That educates them, that lifts the eyebrow a little bit, right? And gets to the curiosity so they want to spend some time talking with us. But we're talking about that as reframing the conversation in a very positive way. And so, James, you've got... Uh, a unique job where you're at right now at East Ridge Staffing Solutions, right? And you're working with some of the biggest industries and industry players um, out there. Tell us maybe though, before we kind of get into the core of the conversation here, tell us a little bit about more about your background and what you're doing right now, and then we'll jump on in. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, thanks, thank, thanks, and thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Chief Marketing Officer at uh, East Ridge Workforce, East Ridge Workforce Solutions. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it's been an interesting journey for me because, you know, staffing is not the, it's not the, 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 the world that I grew up in from a career standpoint. Um, uh, I, I basically grew up, I'm doing B2B, uh, marketing and, uh, kind of, um, landed in staffing, um, just, just through that, through that pathway. It still is a B2B message. Um, and, uh, I, I like to think about, uh, staffing and sort of that broader world of workforce solutions as being almost like the ultimate, uh, <laughs> conclusion of, a of a, of a B2B marketing uh, career. Um, because, you know, you're, you're, a lot of times you're dealing with things that are in, in B2B, you're dealing with things that are, um, or can be interpreted as, uh, a commodity and, um, you know, when you kind of start off with that, if you're selling, um, I mean, I've worked with with um, the paper manufacturers. Georgia Pacific was one of the first clients that I worked with when I was at an agency in New York or, or Crown Holdings that make uh, cans. Like these are bread and butter, like, you know, stuff people make. And, and, and like I said, by and large will be, you know, sold um, and, and even like a customer relationship built on the, uh, the, 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 the price of that item, the price per item and how, how low it can go in each of those industries, though, there was always a, a leader that saw some value in finding just that cutting edge, just that leading edge of, uh, of, of difference. Um, you know, j just a little bit, something that could, that could make something different or that they could sell into some, in, in, into a, a, a new market. I'll, 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 I'll keep on the cans and the, and the paper, for example. You know, um, selling paper into uh, uh, um, graphic designers, you know, at the time uh, in the late 90s, they were still uh, printing uh, annual reports um, uh, out. And so doing a series of interviews with the designers of those annual reports and looking at their paper selection 
Um, I actually had the opportunity to interview uh, Michael J. Fox for the Fox Foundation and the selection of the paper for the Fox Foundation as a as just an example of, of, of how far you can kind of go down. And it was really kind of talking to the client about Hey, what what is different here? How can we how can we kind of articulate that difference, and how can we tell a story about it? Um, you know, so it's it's uh, you know you know yeah, there's always going to be a bit of the business that's going to be about commodity. It's going to be price driven, but um, but but there's but there's so much more than that. I think with staffing, you know, it's it's very much the same thing where you know the need that the that the 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 customer has is very much about. <laughs> you know, commodity, they, they need to find talent, they need to find workers for their factory, or they need to find, uh, 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 you know, even, you know, uh, paralegals for the for the law firm. Um, uh, but if they're not working with somebody that they trust, um, and if they're not building out on the culture of their company, um, then they're really just, um, you know, they're really just kind of outsourcing a very vital part of their company to the lowest bidder. And I think that, you know, like with any client, it's about finding that that right fit um, so that you can tell those stories. And I'm very fortunate because Eastridge is a company that um, very much, um, you know, takes that partnership seriously, takes those relationships seriously and takes company culture seriously. And, you know, I, I think that that's something that is um, that's that that's really important to well, any any kind of B two B firm is that you have to you have to or any any I'm sorry any kind of B two B business is that at the heart of it there's got to be something that's that's different, um, and it's a matter of of telling that story and articulating that story. I don't think that you can fabricate it. You can't just make it up. It's got to be something that's that that that's truthful. Um, so I you know I, I think that it's been an interesting journey for me. Uh, like I said, going from working with you know machinery manufacturers to, you know, a, a, a company that um, really takes building the culture of a company seriously. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting B2B arc. And you're now, you're working in a B2B environment with clients that, um, you know, are the industry leaders like we talked about at the beginning. But one of the things that's interesting, right, is because those companies, they've, they've used staffing workforce solutions before this is nothing new to them right yet you're trying to in a way reinvent how we can work with you right mm -hmm. and one of the things you just mentioned there was company culture and how that makes a difference i literally just about a month and a half ago had a phenomenal conversation on a podcast here with the cro of the year of a b2b company and his teammate his cmo and they came on they literally attributed over 50% of their success to their company culture, mm -hmm. the retainment and the recruitment of the right kind of people, and then how you bring that team together and then how that team executes. Mm -hmm. right? it, and I know that from my past life in terms of, you know, just trying to launch my own companies and going after original rounds and second rounds of funding. There's a lot that like VCPE firms do. They invest as much in the people, right, as as the business plan, right, as the model. Right? So part of what you're talking about and how you're reframing the conversation is the importance of the people, right, and the importance of, of dedicating the right resources to get the right people 
so that the right kind of systems that are in place and, and success can be had. Mm-hmm. That's a different conversation than how cheap can I get a service, right? And, and, and get a new employee. That's already reframing the conversation there. Right. And, yeah. And I, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, I'm just going to, I was going to launch into uh, asking you about one of the stories that you had from, you know, in your past in terms of, you know, working with, I think it was in the hospitality industry uh, about how much getting the right team and working strategically with the client, how much that makes a difference in their bottom line, in their business and how they even think about operating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, this, this example was um, when I was working with uh, in, the, in the hospitality industry, one of the uh, customer case histories that that I was doing um, involved uh, a GM. And it wasn't for one of our bigger hotels. It wasn't for, a, you know, a very expensive hotel and worked with a lot of luxury properties that had very impressive, you know, marquees. But um, this was just a basic like, you know, you know, airport hotel, you know, um, and uh, talking to the GM there, uh, he was a, a guy who had uh, he was actually a, a he was a teacher and a football coach before he uh, was in uh, was in uh, was in hospitality. And uh, he talked about coming on board to this uh, hotel as the housekeeping manager. And basically, you know, everyone was working overtime. Uh, the front desk manager was also turning over rooms. And basically, no one knew what their position was on the team was how was how he put it. And really just being able to work with uh, with 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 our company to build up that staff and to uh, and, and to really kind of turn things around. He really kind of described it as being this um, this 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 uh, 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 you know breath of fresh air that it was like suddenly everyone kind of knew exactly what they were doing. They had the resources in order to get it done. Um, and I think because they were paying you know uh, less in overtime and less in recruiting and working with with our company, they were actually able to do it within within budget. And and I think that that's a great example of really kind of digging in and not just asking somebody to say something nice about your company, but asking them to tell a story. What what's a challenge that they faced? What what is a uh, and and you really have to dig deep for it because I think that. Um, a lot of times when people, when they're talking to somebody in marketing, they they right away want to go to like that, you know, yeah, working with you guys has been great and, uh, you know, it's a fantastic relationship and and we love it. You know, that's great. It's a great testimonial. But like, hey, what 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 are your challenges? What are you trying to solve as a company? Where are you trying to go? What are you trying to do and how are we helping to get you there? Um, you know, or even just not even touching on the how are we helping to get you there? Let's just talk about where you're going Let's just talk about uh, what what your goals are as a company and 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 how you've achieved those goals or how um, you're going to achieve those goals. When you get people kind of talking through that kind of saying, it it not only um, you know sometimes relate you know uh, uh, results in in a in a great story, but it also gives you um, it gives you so much more background into an insight into what uh, what it is that's that's driving your 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 uh your 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 customers one of the things that we've done at at eastridge is we did a survey uh last year um of of our um our customers and also our prospects um you know people who 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 are in the business of of basically hiring a staffing firm and the one thing that came back over and over and over again was was quality um quality was was really really important and on the face of it it didn't seem like that was that big of a rev, 
revelation. I mean, yeah, of course, quality, you know, and I think that that kind of comes from my B2B background too, where it's like quality in manufacturing tends to be a commodity, but in staffing, it's not. Um, and when we started to dig deeper into what did they mean by quality, you know, it had to do with, you know, sourcing the candidates that had, you know, the right skills and the right cultural fit for their company. Um, and that could be everything from, like I said, like a paralegal, you know, I, I've talked to our staff about, you know, the, uh, you know, the, um, uh, the legal, um, industry and the law firms that we work with just as a, as a kind of like side example. And they're, um, you know, they're very careful to find out, okay, what is, what is really important about your, your, your law firm? How does it, how is it different? What is the culture of that law firm? Because they vary widely. So if you're like a, you know, high pressure situation where everyone is working, you know, tons of hours and you can get ahead and, and, uh, and, and work with, uh, large clients and, um, you know, that, that's what you want, then you're going to find one candidate. If you're, um, more of a family oriented firm and the hours are a little bit different and you're very family friendly, that's going to find you a different, a different kind of candidate and a, a staffing partner that can do that, um, is going to find you, you know, the best candidate probably faster and more efficiently than somebody that it doesn't take the time to really ask those questions and find out those details. And so I, I think that, you know, listening and listening to those stories can give you insight, not just, you know, to write, you know, one piece, but to formulate your whole strategy moving ahead. You know what it reminded me of, and we didn't even talk about this before, but this is from years and years ago when I was, um, Nike was one of my clients and they had a hiring philosophy that they wanted to hire the right corporate athlete. The the individual, right, that was passionate, loved to be there, and whatever task you gave them, they were going to be able to accomplish that and move forward. Because if we really look at it, you know, the cost in an organization, almost always, you know, one of the biggest overhead costs is employees. And one of the biggest, you know, areas that you can actually manage costs is mm -hmm. reducing employee turnover. Right? Mm -hmm. So going back to hiring the right people for whether it's a family-focused law firm or this is a law firm where we've got really great clients, but man, you're going to be churned, <laughs> you're going to be burned out, right? And you're going to, but it's going to be a notch in your career. Mm -hmm. There's very different people that fit into different organizations and different cultures, but there isn't a company alive. It isn't saying I need to reduce my cost, my overall cost of you know overhead related to employees. Then one of the best ways to do that is just to hire the right people in. Right? And then have the right culture, you know, to do that. So you've now reframed the conversation, right? This isn't about how do we get something very, very quick, right? And, and, and how do we do this most ineffective, you know, uh, efficiently and the lowest cost? This is about a long-term strategy for your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is perfect. Yeah. And, and it really is. I mean, to, to your point about reframing the conversation, it, it starts to get to what is really important to your to to your customers um and it's having that mindset because I, I think in the b2b realm you do run into a lot of like i said commodification and that can permeate like every everything and that can permeate a sales organization that can permeate like leadership um and you know like i said usually when um, a company recognizes the need for marketing they're usually like even just that recognition they're like four or five steps ahead of their competition because it's like, you know, we, we have a, we have a great story to tell and we want to, we want to tell that story. 
Um, you know, and, and I think that 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 also relates to, um, you know, a lot of the even a lot of the tools that are out there that are related to like SEO, you know, um, you know, search engine optimization and like, you know, there's plenty of companies out there that are like, hey, I want to be on number the number one page of Google. And you're like, for what? Like, what what do you want out of that? You know, because it's like that's based on what people are searching for. So, okay, let's use those tools. Let's figure out the conversations that are happening out there. And then let's figure out which ones we want to be part of and then what our part is going to be. And so now it's it's a much more complex, uh, you know, conversation uh, that, that, that that's out there that, like I said, a, a lot of B2B companies are just not, um, they're, just, they're just not doing that kind of in-depth, you know, work that it takes to to really analyze what the conversation actually is before they even say something. Yeah. And, you know, that conversation, here's the way that I look at that is that, and this is a, a stat that is just amazing, that the connection, the sense of connection to a company from a B2B buyer is as important as what that company actually does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What that means is that connection is this is a company that can actually help me do something for me, help educate. It's that trusted advisor, that expert status, right? And this is an area that I wanted to get into because once you decide I'm going to reframe the conversation in, in the positive ways that we've been talking about, well, how do you do that, right? And that typically is done by the content that precedes the conversation, right? That sparks the conversation. In fact, I think um, Forbes put it great. They said, uh, content marketing solves problems, thought leadership sparks conversations. So if we're trying to spark conversations that are reframing that conversation and getting that interest, tell me a little bit about your thoughts on, you know, thought leadership content and how and role that that, that plays in the organization. Yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's so important in terms of Partially, it's it, it is reframing that conversation. So it's it's positioning um, it's positioning yourself above you know a commodity um, that 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 you are a trusted advisor that you do know you know more in depth uh, about a field than than your than your clients do, which is sort of a natural extension. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I that I talk to our sales team about is a lot of times they'll they'll be a little bit resistant to. Um, a very sort of typical uh, uh, sort of salesperson approach is like, you know what, all the, your marketing stuff, that's fine, but you know, I, I just kind of want to wing it, and I just have a conversation with 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 my client, you know, where I want to hear them talk, and that's that's fine, you know, <laughs> like I think that that's fine, but I, but what I remind them is is like they've come to us expecting expertise. They're they're not they're not in a therapy session. Um, yeah, you do want to learn more about you know the 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 client. You do want to learn more about what they do and what their challenges are. But you also want to be ready with some strategies uh, that 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 have been proven to work, and then also be able to talk more broadly about you know some of the things that we that we just discussed to, to uh, today. So I mean, when when the way I view like thought leadership is, you know, it. It is. It gives you a chance to address some of those things that are, you know, the hey, did you think about it this way? Um, you know, did you think about you know, if you're trying to build company culture, 
um, you know, maybe you should look at your staffing partner because they might be able to help you with that. Um, you know, have you thought about, you know, even just like the phrase, you know, candidate quality. And, and I thought this was very uh, interesting internally when we were talking about candidate quality and we said, oh, we have to talk about this. We have to put it in all of our marketing material. We have to do this. And, and somebody within our organization um, uh, said, uh, you know, uh, how are you defining that? How are, how, how are we even defining what candidate quality is? Because it could mean a lot of things. Like it, it could mean turnover. And we had a whole conversation about that where it's like, um, we were able to do a deeper dive into like why candidate, like why quality, you know, counts in staffing and, and, and what it is and, and sort of how, how, we, how do we actually define it? Because it's not just turnover because turnover could be related to, you know, how you're managing people. It's not just about a, because, you know, that, 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 that can be an inaccurate, uh, kind of statement. Um, it's not just about sort of the volume of candidates that you're getting. You know, how do you actually define quality? And I think that's when it gets into, you know, thought leadership where you're able to have those, you're able to broaden out that conversation and get people thinking and feeling about your company and your brand in a whole different way. Um, you know, I, I think that that's, that, that's, a, that's a major role for, for, uh, for, for thought leadership that's, uh, that, that's out there. It, you know, it's um, kind of the best way to describe it is to, you know, get people to think a little bit differently about, I mean, it gets back to what you're talking about, which is reframing the, reframing the conversation. Um, and, you know, thought leadership can, um, you know, can, 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 can be that and can, can kind of do that. Um, you know, and that can be in very direct or very indirect ways. What, one of the things that we've done uh, we're doing right now is, you know, having these conversations between our CEO, Seth Stein and other leaders, uh, out in the industry, it started off with talking about company culture. And I think that there'll be other conversations that, that Seth, um, has, uh, has, uh, with, with, with other leaders out there, but it's, it's just as much about like the fact that the conversation is happening um, and less, less about what, what's actually being said or sort of direct business that's, that that's related to it. And I think it kind of goes to, you know, that point that we were talking about, which is like, you know, we don't always want to talk about, you know, our clients or, you know, our, 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 our prospects as just, you know, the, the, the kind of business targets that we're going after it, it, it really is, you know, these are people. And these are people who are running companies and they are doing that for a lot of reasons, some of which are about making money. Some of it's just about, you know, passion that they have. But I, I, I run into more, you know, CEOs that care about their organization and care about the vendors and the partners they work with more than anything else. And, and if you can capture that um, and reach them with with something like thought leadership, that, you know, all the better. You know. Tremendous what you guys are doing, what Seth is doing out there in having these conversations, right? With, with others that are, that are wondering the same kind of things about what is the impact of, of company culture and what it does is it takes, you know, there's not a B2B organization out there that doesn't want to move on the scale from vendor to partner, right? Mm -hmm. Last thing we want to be is a vendor. Mm -hmm. Because a vendor is commoditized. A vendor is anybody can kind of do this, right? Mm -hmm. A partner is somebody that has much more of an impact. Mm -hmm. And the only way you're going to have an impact, right, is if you're in the middle of the important conversations that all of your audience, your ICP, is having to deal with. 
And they're having to think about if you're bringing that conversation together, like Seth is doing, right? And that's one good topic. Then what you're doing is now you're adding to the overall conversation. You're adding to, you know, the ability to educate and understand and, and make changes based on what's happening all around you within the industry. I think that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, I, yeah. And yeah, and I, I think it also gives, you know, one of the things we talked about quality, there's also like service and expertise, which was like other things that came out of that survey that I was talking about. And, you know, the, the you know, it's a double-edged sword because it's like, you know, people talk about like, well, service is really important to me in in staffing. And it's kind of like, well, what, is, what do you mean by that? Because like a lot, like everyone says that they offer great service. Um, but, um, it, it kind of issues a challenge to your organization then to dig down and sort of say, well, how do we articulate that? How do we demonstrate great service? One of those ways can be with, with thought leadership, because it shows, Hey, look, I, I'm, I'm looking out for trends that are out there that you may not have. I'm, I'm looking out there from, you know, from an expertise standpoint, like we have uh, an entire legal team that offers advice to, to, to clients that um, gives them insight into labor markets um, and compliance, which is, you know, more complex now than ever. And, and so articulating that, um, you know, it, it, it really comes across in the most genuine way through thought leadership, um, because if, if there's no better way to demonstrate that you have expertise or that you're offering you know, service above and beyond than to just come out and say it. And maybe it's a, you know, bylined article by the legal team on a, a new, a new law coming out in California, that kind of thing. Um, it, it, it aligns with the, with the values that you know are important to your, uh, to, to, to your clients and to your prospects. And it, you know, it takes cycles away from the sales process. CRO that I was just talking to, and he oversees all of sales, all of marketing, all of customer success. So it, the whole revenue engine. And he said, one of the best things that happens is when we have a first conversation and they acknowledge, oh yeah, we're just, you know, we're now talking to you, but we know you guys. Mm -hmm. And because they've been consuming the content that they've been creating, right? So mm -hmm. they already have that sense of connection. They already feel like they know, they already feel like they respect yeah. and trust that organization. That is a tremendous way to start the conversation, right? Mm -hmm. And it takes cycles away instead of having to build that trust in those initial conversations. Obviously, you're going to support it, right? But yes, you know. if salespeople are supposed to be trusted advisor, then as much as the brand and the thought leadership can position the entire company as thought leaders, mm -hmm. right? As trusted advisors, then you're just that much farther ahead. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I know we could go talk for another hour right here, but we've, we've covered a lot of territory. If there was, in terms of reframing the conversation, if there was a single takeaway that you had for us, right, for the audience that, to leave us with, what would that be? I think, um, you know, I, I think that it's 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 important to always challenge the status quo when it comes to when it comes to you know B two B marketing, because it's always easy to say that you know things are just about price um, or that you know from a sales perspective, you know the, 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 this kind of thing can be um, can seem a little bit abstract. But when you when you drill down and you kind of get down to it, if you are able to 
say something really simple and and I, I this is this is where I always start with with people because we talk about case histories we talk about thought leadership and it can seem um you know uh like like you know I mean they're, they're marketing terms and and I understand you know our audience and everything but like to the people who are in sales and everything it sounds like oh okay that's really nice but you know what this is it's about a handshake and a smile and I sprinkle the the sales fairy dust on things and and make everything happen what I always tell them is like, let's just talk about stories where we are able to, we were able to help a, a company succeed. And if you can sit down with somebody and say, you know, look, I was able to help company A, B, C, D, you know, and that, that can be, you know, recognizable names or that can be recognizable names within, within the industry. You know, there are strategies that we've worked with them to, to employ and, and, and have been successful for them. And I'd love to share those strategies with you. So it, I think at the very base of it, it is about like storytelling and it's about this, 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 uh, you know, this need of, of, of hearing a story and telling a story. But then it's also like, Hey, I'm just sharing with you some information that is probably helpful to you. Um, that, that always sparks a good conversation, both in terms of how a prospect or a client reacts to it. But then also how internally you 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 frame things. It's like, you know what, we're just gonna tell stories. We're just gonna tell the stories about how we're successful, how we're helping people out. And that's that served me well through through my whole career. So I, I think it always starts with storytelling. Uh, now whether or not that's telling the story of, of client success or telling a story about um, you know, uh, a leadership perspective on on a business like we were talking about with 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 culture. No, no matter what, it's like if, if you enter into it with that spirit of, of, of sharing information that you believe is valuable to other people, you're going to get a good reaction to it. Yeah, and it always helps, right? We're, we're all supposed to be storytellers as marketers, and it's good to talk strategy. It's good to talk theory, but it's also good to see in application, like how did that help? What really happened there, right? And to tell that story, it brings it to life. Mm -hmm. So... James, if there was uh, follow-on conversations that people wanted to have of questions for you, would it be appropriate to send them a link to your profile on LinkedIn? Would that be a good? Oh way yes, to yeah, absolutely. Yeah, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a is a great place to start for that, and always happy to to engage in dialogue. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing your insights. Um, I will say, if we can reframe the conversation in the staffing industry, which has been around for as long as 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 there's been business, <laughs> right. it, then. I think we can do it. That's the takeaway I have here from this is that as B2B marketers, we need to be constantly thinking about that and how do we do that? And so this has been very, very inspirational. I appreciate it. Oh, terrific. Yeah. Thank, thanks for having me. It's a lot of fun.